Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, this is the Don't Punt Hour with former Nebraska receiver. Throwing over the middle, completes the pass. He's got speed to the end zone. Touchdown. 45 yards. And return specialist. This time he beats the kicker in one more. DeMornay Pearsonell. Only does the sideline have confidence in Pearsonell, but Pearsonell has confidence in Pearsonell. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back into Ticket Weeknights. And this is, of course, the Don't Punt Hour with the host, as always, DeMornay Pearsonell on the Allo VIP line. Really understand the importance of exceptional service with a local heart. DeMornay Pearsonell, how's it going, man? Going good. It's a pretty exciting day, other than the snow. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, shout out to Rico, who got the new intro music. A uh, great line in there. Not only does the sideline have confidence in DeMornay Pearsonell, DeMornay Pearsonell's got confidence in DeMornay Pearsonell. So we got the new intro music fit, fitting for the Don't Pun Hour. Um, and shout out to our guy Rico for setting that all up. But there's plenty of things to talk about DeMornay Pearsonell. We got great coaches possibly leaving the scene. And of course, Nebraska basketball finds a way to take down the number one team in the country in Purdue, led by Zach Eady. Where do you want to start first? It doesn't matter. We, we, we can go wherever, whatever. I'm open to anything. All right, let's, let's go ahead and dive into the basketball game because I think by far, I, I was talking to Amon Green about this. I think, you know, I got down here in 2018, um, but even just watching sporting events back home in Harrington go three hours up north, uh, this is a Mount Rushmore moment for me in terms of watching any Husker athletics event. I know it's just a regular season game, but I've always been a basketball fan and I've always really just believed in this team to finally get it turned around. I like the hire of Fred Hoiberg. It took a lot longer than I anticipated, but they're playing really good basketball. They're 11 and one at home. Uh, They only got three losses on the belt. This is a good basketball team. They're in the top 50 now. Now they're just at a point where they got to continue to win the games they're supposed to win. And if you do have a slip up, it won't be as detrimental as it would have been if you would have possibly lost to a Wisconsin and a Purdue back-to-back and you have a chance yeah. to beat up on an Iowa team tomorrow. Um, excuse me, not tomorrow. I believe that would be Friday. You have another chance to play Iowa, a team that doesn't play a whole lot of defense. So you should optimistically thinking get another win there. But just initial thoughts on Nebraska finding a way to beat Purdue, and not just through one guy, but multiple players for the roster last night had a story on their own. Uh, I mean, it takes a team effort. Um, you know, it, it was just it was a night that uh, ended up working in our favor. Um, you know, they, they took care of business. They handled, um, you know, they kept him from going off. I think I think he might have had, I think uh, their center might have had 15 points, if I'm not mistaken, I think. Yeah, I think only 15 night. and 7. So, yeah, 15.7 uh, so, boards. So, um, I mean, they, they, kept it, they kept the game close, and uh, it was their type of game to win, and they took advantage of it. Yeah, and I I mean, what impressed me the most by this was it it didn't seem like Purdue just came in there and wasn't ready to play. I thought Mm -hmm. Purdue looked fine. I thought they played good basketball. I just thought Nebraska played better. And that gave me a lot of hope because it's not like they took advantage of a team that just couldn't hit any shot last night. Purdue, they shot 39% from the three-point line, 42% overall field goal percentage, which isn't great, but it's not horrendous either. You can still win games that way, especially if you're shooting it near 40% from the three-point line. Uh, but they would take a lot of threes, 13 for 33. And that's where you have to credit Nebraska's defense because I don't think their game plan was to go in there and chuck a bunch of shots 
from the three-point line. I think they wanted to use Zach Eady. I believe they probably thought they had a mismatch in Rink Mast and how they were going to be able to take advantage of that. And Rink Mast flipped the script on him. He went at Edie first, often and frequently right away <laughs> uh, to get him off his game. A little bit of European style got him on a... At one point in time, it looked like he was setting up a dream shake. I was really impressed by Rink Mast attacking the big fella. Um, what did you think about Rink Mast's performance last night? And we'll, we'll dive into a few of these players because, man, it was uh, just a great overall performance. You know, I said it yesterday. Sometimes you got to go... Sometimes you got to be the bully, you know, to take the fight to them. Uh, you know, often guys like that and everything like that, typically they have their way and they sit back and kind of just, you know, allow the game to come to him and everything like that. You know, he, he checked his temperature and he brought pressure to him. So, I mean, I tip my hat to him. He, he handled business. He did what he was supposed to do. And, uh, you know, the, the whole place fed off that energy. I think uh, Mass had, what, I think 18 points last night. Yeah, so, I mean, he had finished uh, with, uh, let me double check here. I believe it was 18. So, yeah, rank mass, he'd finished with 18 points. Uh, the mm -hmm. second leading scorer would have been Casey Tominaga with 19. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, you know, so he, he, he bought, he bought, you know, he, he bought the fight to him. So, I mean, and sometimes uh, you have to do that. And it's good to know that, you know, he's comfortable and has no, has no problem with doing that for, you know, later on down the line. Yeah, and he took the most shots last night out of all the Huskers, which I think at times surprises people, but Rink Mast is a very integral part of this offense. Even if you think Casey Tominaga should get more shots, um, part of that is just teams are selling out like crazy to avoid giving him any sliver of space, just being aware that he can go off at any moment. But they really set this thing up through Rink Mast and seeing what he can do inside, knowing that you have Casey Tominaga roaming around the perimeter, just wreaking havoc, who, by the way, has a nice inside game as well that I think frequently catches people off guard. He knows how to finish among the trees despite being at his size. Uh, but just an incredible performance and rink mast. Kind of one of those games where he was all over the place. Not as high on the rebounding totals. Uh, four rebounds, three assists, but he did have a steal. Uh, but to me, it was just the offense and the composure. No turnovers either. Another thing that I really liked about him, he just played a pretty clean game. Nine turnovers overall for Nebraska basketball. Uh, compare that to Purdue's 14. I mean, this is how you win games. You want to be, oh, beat teams. You have to clean up in those small areas. There's going to be those categories, those small differentials. Um, those are ones you got to win. You know, you, you beat them in the assist battle. You only lose by four in the rebounding battle. And that's been, you know, the kryptonite for anyone who places Purdue or faces Purdue is how are we going to rebound the ball against this this team of giants when you got a seven-footer starting, you got a seven-footer behind him that can sub in at any moment as well as some big forwards. But again, you win that battle, 22 assists to their 17. You win the turnover battle, nine to their 14. Uh, and you somehow, you win the blocks as well. A little surprising stat for Nebraska basketball, three to their two, and then steals. Nebraska, nine steals to produce one. Shout out to Sam Hoiberg for a couple of those when we're getting towards ending that first half. Sam Hoiberg's been really good when it comes to those big moments, wrapping it up in tight situations, because at one point in time, Purdue was looking to kind of lock up that first half in a fashion that was a little alarming. It looked like they're starting to stretch out the lead. Here comes Sam Hoiberg, uh, along with other few key players on some big plays, and he gets a couple steals, a couple layups out of it. This great finisher when he does get the ball in his hands, uh, and just a really smart player. What are your thoughts on Sam Hoiberg? And just again, absolute pest on defense. Even when you're not watching him on those highlights where he gets the steals, he's just a great defender all the time. It feels like out there. Very rarely does he oversell, uh, make a mistake. You know, 
I feel like every every team has that type that energy type guy who just to change change things up and you know he's going to be in the right spot or you know uh, he'll take the right risk at the right time um, and, and he stepped up big time with you know with on, on the defensive side of creating uh, those turnovers uh, you know starting the fast breaks and you know getting to getting to getting into you know another offensive set uh, on, on the offensive side and games like that against you know higher ranked opponents and whatnot, every, uh, you know, every shot choice, every uh, offensive possession is going to matter. And uh, you have to take a, you have to take, you know, some of those risks to, you know, steal the game, you know, from, from the other team. So, I mean, he, he he played it to a T. Hopefully, you know, he can continue to bring it all year um, consistently. And uh, I, I don't think that, you know, it won't be uncommon for those bigger games to be closer or to, you know, we walk out of there, you know, with a win. Yep, and that's the defense that we saw so much last year that gave the team a lot of hope. You know, towards the end of the season, I understand somehow Minnesota has kind of been (laughs) Nebraska's kryptonite. They beat us last year in the Big Ten tournament, and they beat us again earlier this year. And at one point in time, I think a lot that was scaring a lot of people. It's like, man, we lost to Minnesota. I don't think Minnesota's a good team. That's actually looking pretty okay for you, too. Minnesota has been on an absolute tear in basketball. They haven't really played anyone great yet. They haven't beaten anyone in the top 50 um, outside of Nebraska, who is now a top 50 team. But live, they never beat anyone top 50. But Minnesota continues to win, and they have an opportunity to, if they keep playing pretty well, that's not going to look like a bad loss for Nebraska, especially the fact that it came on the road. Um, So, again... Plenty of more players to talk about. We'll get to a few more of these before we go to our first break. And again, if you guys ever want to join the show, Sarder Heyman text line. That's 402-464-5685. Streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Allo. Channel 961 on Allo. But let's go through a few more of these guys. Bryce Williams. We didn't even think he was going to play for Nebraska yesterday. He ends up with 30 minutes. Offensively, it wasn't his best game, but he didn't really need to be if the the most efficient game for him there because everything else he was doing was what made a huge impact. Two for six from the floor, one for one on the three-point line, four for four on the free throws. Uh, just real quick note, they shot 84% from the free throw line. Again, doing well, knocking down shots on charity stripe. This is where it gets impressive for me. With that, 11 gets, rebounds. Yep, 11 rebounds, nine assists, two steals, two blocks, only two turnovers, nine points. He almost had a triple-double. He didn't even think he was going to play yesterday. Um, and at one point in time, he gets a huge block on Zach Eady after Juwan Gary makes the initial contest. But Bryce Williams, really impressed by his game. When you watch Bryce Williams, I have a hard time trying to figure out what kind of player he is. I'll, all I know is I like him, uh, but I don't know what his game is consistently. What do you see in a guy like Bryce Williams, who, again, is a guy, we'll, if he doesn't transfer, we'll have him back. Uh, he's a he's a well-rounded guard. Um, he, he can fit. He's he's a piece to the puzzle. Um, if it's his night and he got to go off and he he has to be the scoring and everything like that, he's comfortable with it. He can create his own shot. Um, clearly, he, he's active on the defensive side, uh, which you know that's a good thing to see for, from guards. Um, he can get in there and rebound. So I mean, I, I like his game a lot. Uh, it's nothing but, you know, plus side to him. Hopefully he sticks around. Uh, and, you know, hopefully, you know, his role increases and to where he can get, you know, more of a set of exactly what, uh, you know, the identity of. I don't think we truly have, um, you know, what the, the, it has to flow through this person or more consistent um, through somebody. Uh, you know, it's kind of a, a team effort. 
but you know, there there'll be sometimes, you know, in the season to where you have to call upon, you know, certain people or certain people have to have a big game. He had a big game, you know, uh, with rebounding and, and on the defensive side, which, you know, I'll take it. So mm-hmm. I, I don't have anything bad to say or negative to say about him at all. I, I like a game. Yeah. And, you know, I will say I've, I've been critical of his defense in prior games, but this one, he, he was all over the place. He did really well, uh, whether he was on ball or off ball, playing help defense, rotating around the, Nebraska as a whole, we talked about it the other day. They were getting exposed by doubling the post. A lot of teams were trying to figure out ways to execute the offense and take advantage of Nebraska for wanting to consistently double the center. And Nebraska didn't get away from it. They just got better on rotational defense. And you saw that all night long. I think that's why you see Purdue chuck up 33 three-point shots because even though we were doubling the post, it was incredibly hard for them to get anything backdoor. Um, even when they did kick it out to the three-point line, Nebraska was rotating so well that, yes, they still made about 40%, but Purdue, with how great of a shooting team they are, the 33 threes, that can be ugly quick if you're giving them wide-open looks from the three-point line. And they were all over it throughout the entire game, except towards the end, a little bit of garbage time. That's where Zach Eady got most of his points to get to 15. But nonetheless, defensively, that's another thing that defense carries over. You don't have to worry about getting yeah. cold from defense. You need that, especially if you want to make any sort of run in the tournament, which knock on wood, they're on pace to right now. But it's a great thing to have in your arsenal. If you don't have to rely on like they did last night, you don't have to rely on shooting 61% from three, which to be honest, I probably won't happen too much more often. Uh, Nebraska, though, I will say this. I think it's about three games now where they've o- averaged over 50% from the floor. So they just got a bunch of weapons. Let's get to two more guys here before we go to break. CJ Wilcher, 20 minutes off the bench, uh, four for five from the field goal or for field goal percentage, and then three-point line. He was three for four. Just an all-around solid game for him. Makes all his free throws going five for five from the stripe. And he had a big moment, again, kind of talking about that that end of that first half where felt like Purdue was getting close. Here comes C.J. Wilcher, looked fully comfortable out there. What impressed you about C.J. Wilcher last night? Uh, you know, he was comfortable with, with the shots he was creating and taking. Um, again, coming off the event, providing a spark, um, you know, not letting off or not, you know, letting Purdue back in, into the game and everything like that. You need games like that. Uh, but, you know, he was confident, you know, with what he brought to the table. And uh, I felt like that, you know, that that was being shown last night or every time he was on the court. Yeah. And that's there's a couple of guys in this lineup now with Sam Hoiberg and C.J. Wilcher. With C.J. Wilcher in particular, I'm really happy that Bryce Williams was able to make it back. Because I think C.J. Wilcher probably would have taken that starting spot if Williams wasn't able to play. But I think C.J. Wilcher's really accepted his role. Like, I I think he fully understands that when he comes off the bench, he's looking to cause havoc with fresh legs. And in the past few games, he's really done that. When he comes into the game, his impact is almost immediate, and especially Mm -hmm. last night. And you're talking about the threes. The threes he was making, they weren't easy. I mean, he had some tough looks at the rim, and they were going in. And you're just talking about that, that confidence, that energy. And he's really found, I feel like, a strong role coming off the bench, being that strong six man that can just set the team on fire and only a couple minutes of play. So shout out CJ Wilcher um, for having 16 points and only 20 minutes of game time. Really impressed by him. Last guy, let's get to him before we get out of here. Kese Tominaga obviously had a highlight reel in himself. Only 19 points, took only 12 shots, though. Five for nine from three. It was over 50% from there. And he's just a guy where if you give him any sort of daylight, he's going to make you pay. 
what's the ceiling looking like for Casey Tominaga? Because he's he's an interesting guy. They don't run the entire offense through him, which I think really helps them overall and what they can do at multiple angles. But when Casey Tominaga gets going, he just looks like one of the hardest players to stop. Um, I agree with that. And I think, you know, if he's on, I think the team functions differently. Yes. Uh, uh, they're way more comfort, uh, confident. Um, they're more aggressive. You know, they, dict- they dictate, you know, the, the pace of the game and everything like that. And it starts with him. He's been a, he's a high-energy guy. Um, and if, if he's running around and, and going, and regardless, <laughs> even if, you know, um, even if his shots aren't falling, he's still active on defense. But um, if his shots are going down and he's active on defense, um, I think it, it's, it's kind of just follow the leader with the rest of the team. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned his defense because I think most people look at him and be like, oh man, teams are going to find ways to take advantage of Casey Tominaga on the offensive side of the floor. They they haven't. Yes, there's been occasional mismatch problems. Um, it's Usually it's just taller players that shoot over him, but they got to have a good shooting night. He's really good, despite his size, at keeping people in front, and he's a small guy, so if you want to run him over, he'll take the charge anytime you give it to him. So, anytime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Impressed by him. And then a few more guys. Jamarcus Lawrence, I know it wasn't his best game. 0 for 2, had zero points. But he's integral. I don't think this team is the same without him. I know he he's taking that point guard role. He's kind of trying to stretch it out and learn his game a little bit. He's a younger player. But I, I want to you know still give him his credit because he only had one turnover. You did well to move the ball around. You still got... Uh, you know, he only had one assist on the night, but the extra pass that he was making wouldn't give him the assist, but allow the next guy to get the assist. So Jamarcus Lawrence, I know stat wise, he's not going to flash for anyone, but I thought he had a great game as well. Just being a smart player, kind of Sam Hoiberg-esque where you're not going to force anything. Well, I'm just going to make sure my guys are set up so they can go ahead and make the play. With that being said, though, we'll go ahead and wrap it up here on this first segment with the Don't Punt Hour. We got DeMornay Pearsonell on the Allo VIP line. A couple more segments up next. Don't go anywhere.